Shafee. Shafee, are you there? So once in a while, you meet the Bob Who people. Do you know what I'm talking about? You probably don't. I'll explain it to you. So where you go in and you say, my name is Bill. She says, my name is Karen. That's nice. Where are you from? I'm from Seattle. And then she says, oh, you're from Seattle. Do you know uh, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> so then I always like, I could say, yeah, Bob who? Bob, get it? Joke. Night has fallen on Austin, Texas. The limestone has turned from yellow to pink to bone white in the moon. It's a lovely evening out there, or still reports tell me. Stars are in the sky, cool breezes in the air. Everybody's feeling fired up because, as you know from those musical sounds, it's time once again for one magical hour of Matthew and Schaefer podcast spectacular uh here i sit in my ivy covered cave behind my microphone anxiously awaiting the man with mandibles like the predator the pride of tarzana california you know him you love him the proverbial man inside two garages it's matthew Ramby. hello can you hear me I'm in my garage podcasting with my old homie Shafi since we were younger. September 3. I've forgotten how I felt before podcasting obsessed me. There's not much difference between us, but about eight miles. Hello from my podcast, Mike. You must download a thousand times to tell you how silly our brains really are. And if we stop talking, you might come away scarred. Hello from the northish side. It's really north central. Hey, Shafe. Hey, Matthew. <laughs> I feel like I started out, my thing was going to be, I was going to just quote some lyrics, and then it turned into a little more elaborate of a podcast parody <laughs> production, and now maybe I'm taking it a little too far. And now the show has three theme, opening theme songs, <laughs> which is great. The more opening theme songs, the better, I think. <laughs> no, I loved, I loved that one. Uh, both uh, because it went on so long, and because I have no idea what it is. Oh, you don't know that Adele song? Oh, you know, I like Adele a lot, but I don't. Maybe I just sang it so poorly. No, I don't. I only know one Adele song, and I can't even remember the name of that one. It's never mind, I'll find someone like you. I wish nothing but the best for you. You know that one? I do I knew I know that one. I think I know all of Adele's songs. We have all of her albums. 
I love, I, yeah, I like I say, I love it though. I, oh, the other song that I can name obviously is Skyfall, the one she did for the James Bond. Of course. Uh, uh, Matthew, did you enjoy our did you enjoy our intro tape? Oh, I did. I did. <laughs> you mean the drop? Yeah, the drop. I've uh, I've, I've listened to that like a hundred times today. That's from producer Amiritis uh, and Sensei and uh, uh, guest star really on this podcast, Alex Battles. That is old tape of Bill Nye before he. Uh, before he was uh, struck with the inspiration to become the science guy, uh, Bill Nye thought that he might be a stand-up comic. And I think, uh, you know, if you go back and listen to that tape again, you'll see uh, why why science ended up being his, the fork he took in his road. Yeah, it was one of our least funny drops. <laughs> but I like it a lot because it's super obscure. Yeah. I got a soft spot in my heart for like really obscure things speaking of obscure what about my bathroom remodel i i want to tell the hunter gatherers that i have now showered in my new bathroom hooray i can't say that the bathroom is complete because there's some carpentry to follow yeah window trim and some cabinet making but the tile and the fixtures are all in place, and I, I, it is so delightful. It really is so rewarding to take a shower in a bathroom that you built. Yeah, I mean that's that's a victory. That's that's kind of what you had told us was your your personal goal. Yeah, that was the thing that made it feel worth it. The the technology in shower heads these days is great. It's really advanced. It can make it feel like rain. It's one of those rain types. All right. Yeah, so at this point, like I've done a lot of caulking and, and you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of an adhesive laureate at this point. I've got some punch list items. Do you know what that means, Shafee, when I say punch list? I'm still laughing about adhesive laureate. That was, so, so that was something that I had said to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to remind everyone that I'm still editing that episode that I screwed up with my hot mic and I'm very close, but we had been talking about poet laureate. And at one point I said something about an adhesive laureate. Oh no, it was Jeff's thing that he was, um, it was part of, it was one of the cues from the J he wanted to create a sticker on something that's new that comes off without any film on it. And I thought, oh, yeah, yeah. brilliant. I called him an adhesive laureate at that point. <laughs> but, you know, we still got some punch list items. I do know. I know what punch list items are from building the front page. And, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But it, this, I was thinking today how every profession, every hobby, every specialist thing has jargon, right? Yeah. And punch list doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. Um, but I thought that this could... I guess I don't know why it's called a punch list. I know what it is. You know, you're walking through, you're like, this, 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 and this have to be done before, you know, before we can open you know, the, uh, you know, to the construction, to the general contractor's mind, the job is pretty much done, right? And then you're walking through and there's 
there's a list after which once that's completed then do do you want to can i tell you what i honestly see in my mind with this yeah. Let's go back to the election in 2000 Bush v. Gore and hanging chads. And anytime, yeah. anytime I think of a punch list, I see a list and perforated holes to the left or the right of the items that you punch out as you go along. That's what, you know, when you said, do I know what a punch list is? I said, yes, you know, uh, functionally speaking. But then I started thinking, you know, I've never seen anything that, you know, somebody was actually punching a hole into, you know, and I, I got the same thing you were picturing, the hanging chads. And the <laughs> we're making assumptions, but my, the point of bringing it up was that it's a thing in construction that people say, and if you're not in the know, you don't know what they're talking about. And then I just started thinking about how everything is like that. <laughs> And just, and just like you're talking about with punch list, they don't always like make perfect sense as to why the people in that industry say that. I don't like in marketing, they're always talking about channels. They're talking about this, you know, multiple channels. What, what they really mean is like, uh, you know, radio, TV, print, but they got to, they got to give some kind of, here's another example. If you come to Austin, Texas, You'll, you'll start saying the names of all the roads wrong immediately. <laughs> and and it, it, do you, let me ask you this, and maybe I'm just being too cynical, but do you think that the use of jargon is a real in-group, out-group kind of dynamic? It's like a way of identifying a noob. I think that's what it becomes. I don't think it's created for that reason. No, you think it's... So then here's the other possibility. It's just easy shorthand within a, a microcosm of work or specialty skills or whatever. That's exactly what it is, yeah. And later that can be used to identify an outsider. So, it, you know, ultimately it has the, whether it's, just because it's not created nefariously doesn't mean it doesn't have, pro, you know, it's problems, but. Like now, the podcast? <laughs> Oh, we're nefarious, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did. I did go though and and look up jargon, and I want to do a quick yield word shout because that was one of our OG. Um, that was one of our OG segments, and I don't want to get too far away from doing yield word shout, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I think we can add punch list. We can just start yield word shout right now because I I typed the words punch list into the internet. I am. I'm pleased. I'm always excited when I when we ask a question here that the internet is not sure about. Uh, Wait, the internet wasn't sure about it. According to the Wikipedia entry for punch list, the phrase takes its name uh, takes its name under one hypothesis from the historical process of punching a hole in the margin of the document next to one of the items on the list. Now that's yeah, that's okay. exactly what I would have thought. It's indicated the work was completed. Two copies of the list were punched at the same time to provide an identical record for architect and contractor. Uh, it doesn't. It says under one hypothesis, but it doesn't give us. Doesn't give us. Yeah. So you know, it's exactly what you would think. Only people don't walk around sticking their, sticking their pencils all the way through the. 
list anymore. You can just put a check mark or whatever. There's there's lots of ways to solve that to well, skin that particular cat, aren't there? Well, now we're using you know online documents where we each sort of can mark on it, and there's a record. Yeah. There doesn't yeah, no. it, nothing needs to be in triplicate anymore. The carbon you, copy is gone. Now you tap the screen. Now it's just the sickening din of the simulacrum. Somebody, somebody should create an app where you, where you, uh, you have your punch list, and when you when you hit the circle next to the item, it animates. You know, being punched through and makes a satisfying punching sound. <laughs> I bet, I bet people would actually, you know, pay the ninety nine cents for that or whatever, just for you know. I wonder if they, they could take the punch sounds from Mike Tyson's punch out. Uh, maybe, sure. Um, you know, Tom Hanks did that. He, uh, and I think that his was basically free, but he uh, did a thing with the iPad where it makes typewriter noises. He was talking about how, you know, he loves to, he loved to write on his typewriter Typewriter, type. You say typewriter or typewriter? I, I think you say typewriter. Typewriter. Do I say typewriter? Funny. You said typewriter. Typewriter. Yeah, I had an extra syllable in there. Uh, he talked about how much he missed it. You know, with the word processors coming on. Yeah, it's an old story. So he had a programmer friend of his or whatever create an app where, and uh, where. You're, when you're typing, you know, your notes into the iPad, it makes old typewriter noises. And you can download different ones for different kinds of vintage typewriters. Typewriters. <laughs> ah. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, but have you been saying it like that your whole life? I think I always have, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds a lot of fun, that app. Um, I. I could be I could be interested in that. I do, I'm, I do, I'm never talking again, just so you know. Well, the boy, the podcast is really gonna fall off a cliff. <laughs> it's our bread and butter, Shafe. All right, all right, all right. I'll treat you like my kids. Use your words. You Use got your me. Words. You got me. I, I, so I, I looked up jargon, and it is, you know, the main definition is special words or expressions that are used by a particular profession or group or, or difficult for others to understand. In the archaic form, it's a, a form of language is regarded as barbarous, debased, or hybrid. And the old French is like twittering, chattering, or sort of gibberish jargon. It's funny how we've really elevated gibberish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... <sighs> I mean, I, I am guilty of it in my profession <laughs> and any, any time I like the punch list thing, my time doing construction, I, I gathered as many of those words that you can say so that you might not get ripped off by a contractor. <laughs> construction has so many good ones. My, one of my favorites was Pookie. Oh, well, I'm a noob. What's a Pookie? Pookie is just anything. It's like, grout or like if it's maybe a thick lubricant or some kind of adhesive oh, okay any anything that's got that kind of muddy quality to it mm. and you know like like 
uh, you know, uh, <laughs> silicone, liquid yeah. nails. Yeah. And All things. But the thing, and yeah, in the cloud pookie. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's applied widely, but one of the fun parts about it is it's been, uh, it's been turned into a verb. So, you know, if you need to apply pookie to something, you say, oh, go pook that. Mm. Or uh, in, in Espanol, the pukilo. How'd you get pookie on your face? Oh, I was, I was pooking that and, uh, and got some pook on me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that almost sounds like a colloquialism. What's the difference between jargon and colloquialism? I think... Fine line, maybe. I mean, I think, yeah, I think jargon is associated with occupations and colloquialisms are associated with geographic locations. Right. Well, that was Yield Workshop. We uh we got one back from Alex. I'm gonna try to find it now. But first, I have some breaking news. If you give me some kind of a beat for that. Oh yeah, hold on. Um, man, I used to be so quick with the robot, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm slower. I think it's I think it's at a different tempo though. I think it's more like this. Oh wait, no, that's too that's too that's too much. Here it is. Breaking news. Uh, I, you guys might be excited to know that today I finally sat down and fulfilled the promise that I've made to One Magical Nation on a number of occasions. And I got on the internet in search of footage from Quibi's Jack Sparrow house. I've been thinking about all our broken promises. So I'm yeah. glad to hear it. I've got to tell you folks, in the words of Jerry Springer, I wish I hadn't done that. But you can't, you can't unsee what you've seen when you go searching for Jack Sparrow. Oh no. Jack Sparrow house. Oh dear. No, I wish, I wish that that were the case. Unfortunately, folks, much like $150 a share GameStop stocks, the Jack Sparrow house is entirely an invention of the internet. Probably someone on Reddit, if I had to guess. Oh, there no. was no Jack Sparrow house. And, which makes it funny that uh, we've been trying to figure out why it's been driving, it seems to be driving our downloads. That's... <laughs> Nothing really matters. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, you really pulled the rug out from under, didn't you? Didn't first, first the monolith story, and now we this. We should have known. should have known, just like... Just, but, you know, and this is what occurred to me, you know, because, yeah, the Jack... It seems like anytime we refer to Jack Sparrow House, we get increased downloads for that particular episode. And this just goes to show, yeah, talking about GameStop, talking about the monolith, Talking about GDQAnon. The internet just, the internet loves things that aren't real. The internet loves made up things. The internet loves hoaxes. The internet, folks, 
this is, is a scary place, especially if you're sensitive and you got all excited about a particular reality, 10 minute, 10 minute long format reality TV show that doesn't exist. Or if you put all of your money into GameStop, stop. don't do that, folks. <laughs> what a Shafee, Mike, I'm really in a, uh, I'm in a delicate place right here. What if, what if one magical hour doesn't exist? <laughs> I'm not ruling anything out, buddy. I mean, it's on the internet too. <laughs> it sure is. Maybe, maybe it's all, maybe it's all just an imaginary thing in our minds, Matthew. Well, there is this concept of Maya, which is like reality is an illusion, you know. So that's nothing new. Why is it called Maya? That's the first time I've ever heard I've heard it referred to that way. I think it's a Hindu term. I'm looking it up. We're punching. We're finding it. We're clicking. We're getting to the bottom of this. Yeah, Sanskrit, Maya is magic or illusion, a fundamental How's, concept in Hindu philosophy uh, in Hindu philosophy. How's it spelled? M A Y A. Same okay, as like same as the uh as the, the South Central American, American civilization. Yes. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, go on, what exactly is it? Say again. What ex and what, does it have a Two or three word definition, two or three sentence definition, or um, I mean, um, does it? <laughs> <laughs> does it ever? <laughs> <laughs> it's the spiritual concept that's denoting that the things that we um, perceive. I'm going off book here. I'm I'm talking about. Uh, how I understand it. Um, okay, I'm ready. Um, there's a cosmic illusion um, that we live in, and it's it's not real in the same way that the Jack Sparrow house is not real. This is just like the Hindu concept of Maya. I'm sure that uh, somebody could, or anybody could, discount that easily. <laughs> <laughs> okay i finally found it uh alex's request for yield workshop he wants to know the oh. origin go ahead oh he oh alex has a yield workshop request yeah okay he would like to know about the term land office business Land office business? Yeah. Well, I'm quite curious too. Um, what is that? It just means a lively, booming, expanding, or very profitable business. <laughs> and the reason is, as you, you might be able to put it together, uh, it refers to, uh, in the earlier part of this country, got the U.S. government establishing land offices for the allotment of government-owned land. Um, basically, when we were dividing this country up among 
those the the conquering gang uh it was a very there were some very profit profitable uh uh land office businesses i get it huh well how, we should start one of those yeah let's do it <laughs> i got some i got some craters on the moon that you could purchase <laughs> oh you you're going right for the chicanery Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, is there you have you have a firm understanding of capitalism, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's well documented on here that I have no business ideas. That's why I'm sinking all of my talents and time into this podcast. Yeah, and we uh, and we are better for it. I am better for it. <laughs> I think that the universe is better for it. I I, th- I think we could do with less uh, bottom line driven entrepreneurs. After the storm, they did a land office business and shovel snow shovels and rock salt. Mm. Hmm. This term dating from the 1830s alludes to the throng of applicants to government land offices through which Western lands were sold. I learned so much on my own podcast. You've said it before. You'll say it again. Yeah. Yeah. I come here to learn. I hope that the hunter-gatherers are learning with me so that we can up to the next level. But remember, guys, don't buy GameStop stocks. I've had never heard of that GameStop scam. Typewriter only has three syllables. Oh, yeah, uh, the GameStop thing, it's it's been all over the place, but uh, specifically, I really love Marketplace and Marketplace Tech those podcasts with Kai Rizdahl and Molly Wood. Sure. Uh, and so they've been kind of going nuts about it. Uh, Cause it's, you know, it's about finance and tech months. They're, they're two wheelhouses. Right. Wheel, wheels house. <laughs> wheels houses. You said it right. <laughs> wheelhouses. Uh, yeah. Uh, basically there is a subreddit called big Wall Street trader dudes or something like that, which, you know, uh, like somebody, so somebody said, described it as, as, as if 4chan had a Bloomberg terminal, which, uh, you know, if you don't, if you understand that, great. If you don't, let's not, let's not stop to explain it. <laughs> Unfortunately, <complicated>. I do. <laughs> but it's hor- basically, it's, it's a hor- it's a notion that is horrifying and, you know, you would have said is impossible, but thanks to the internet, it seems that anything's possible, including a bunch of, uh, you know, Robin Hood investing, you know, online investing uh, Reddit bros deciding that they're going to collectively push the stock up, uh, you know, on GameStop, which, you know, GameStop is on the way out. Everybody just downloads their game straight to their uh, straight to their units these days. Um, GameStop is just dying. It's it's a company in shambles, and uh, and that's what you know. Financial experts are saying and being like, well, you know, if anything, we should short this stock because this is entirely, you know, this is the you know the definition of a bubble. It's an unsustainable, even false uh, uptick. And uh, then those those guys, those Reddit guys, proceeded to start like 
death, you know, spend death threats to these, uh, you know, es established uh, analysts and stuff, doxing them, uh, you know, going after it. So they, and it continues to be, at one point they just shut trading down on GameStop, but the stock exchange was just like, no, we're not, we're not doing this anymore. Something's going on here. And it continues to go up and down. Wait, they created a, a false bubble? Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Jack Sparrow House Quibi Show thing? You, you got it. It's very similar, yes. Huh. Uh, that was, I, those financial guys are assholes, man. <laughs> it's, it, it's funny to me how Reddit has become more mainstream. Well, I but, mean... But, because I, at one point, I, I thought Reddit really was just one step above 4chan. But, but I, the thing is that Reddit is everybody. You know, it's, it's some people doing just fine things, and it's some people doing extremely sketchy things. Okay. And uh, I have always viewed it as pretty sketchy, but maybe, maybe over the course of years, there, there are more of sort of legitimate things going on on Reddit. Or, and it's a place where... Still seems you know, like a back alley massage parlor of the internet to me. No, it's it's really not. It's it's, it's a okay. huge it's a hugely populated space on the internet, and it's a place where the joke, taking the joke a little further, is the funniest thing that you can do. Mm. Which you know, I mean, that's like an old you know, group dynamic sort of thing, but on the internet, you know, there's. There's no lack of people to add to it, and there's no cap for it. That's you know like that the Reddit thread, the Donald, uh, which was kind of the first to really push for the rise of Donald Trump politically, started as a joke, and uh, it was just some people trolling some other people saying, "Oh, you know, we actually guess what Republicans we actually like Donald Trump, and we're pushing for him." I heard. Then, I heard Steve Urkel say, "Did I do that?" And then, and then once, yeah, and then once the Republicans started to get pissed off about it, the, those Reddit trolls thought it was even funnier. And then eventually, it became not a joke, but something that they did. That it was became an us versus them sort of thing. And yeah, and then we, yeah, then we had four years of fuckery in the White House. Thanks, guys. Um, oh man, poorly handled quote. And now I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that a handful of Reno net trolls are the ones who got Donald Trump elected, but uh, they definitely were. They definitely changed the narrative out there uh, in, a, in in some weird ways very early on. I mean, it seems like the internet chicanery, fuckery, whatever, did influence the election, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. I mean, I know you weren't specifically talking about Russian trolls on social media just then, but there's another avenue by which the joke got taken too far. Yeah, and it's all, you know, it's, I, I think it's the same with this GameStop thing. You know, one person's joke is another person, you know, thinking that they that they can really stick it to the man. And I think, you know, the people jumping onto this GameStop, uh, this GameStop train are people who are like, this is a way that we can uh, we can give it to those successful, uh, self-righteous, smug Wall Street guys. You know, uh, 
this is a way we can we can upset and hey look i i think far be it from you to stop them i mean yeah sure you know the the global stock market is is a strange you know it's game rich guys casino yeah uh you know it it was it was rife rife for uh what do they call it out uh not upsetting but what are the what are the tech the tech bros call it when they're going into a business um yeah uh <laughs> it, it doesn't matter your word shop um, we'll come back with you on that that workshop <laughs> all of all of one magical nation is screaming at their is screaming at their speakers right now right I, I, anyway I, i'll think of it momentarily <laughs> <laughs> now it's all I can think about. Point is, uh, point is, don't, don't, don't buy GameStop. Don't do it. It's gonna go down again. I'm pretty sure, but who knows? Dis- discombobulate. It it has some internet disruptors. Thank you. Dis- disruptors. Right. Discombobulate got me there. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, uh, I this- took it. I took it back one generation. The sock came off and the itch is being scratched. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is wonderful. All right, I'm going to turn us in another direction. Are you ready? Uh, please do. Jesus Christ. Please. I want to get back to the core of this show, which is a show about a show. Yeah. I want us to just, this is episode, I don't know, 64. <laughs> it's a little unclear, actually. Oh, this is episode 64. Um. I want to do a little instant nostalgia, a little reflection right now. And I want to, I I was just thinking about the strata of the show thus far. Like, you know, there, there are these number of shows that were us just finding our asses in the dark. (laughs) We were just barely, we were just, at at least one of us is still looking by the way. Just we were just bumbling around, I tell you. No, it's down there somewhere. <laughs> and then something started to click, you know, we were sort of proto evolutionary podcasts and I feel uh, like I remember us saying that like oh, I feel like seven and eight was really that's when things really started to take off. This is this eight. is like episode twelve. Yeah. Never <laughs> listen to seven and eight. <laughs> Don't listen to twelve. Don't. It um, really it really took a minimum of twenty two to to really figure out how to maybe do a podcast. And so but let me just say that what got me thinking of this is that so far I feel like the fifties were a golden age for this podcast. Uh, if it ended today, the fifties were the golden age. The 60s were like a turbulent time, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> but, it's, but it's when we found ourselves. The 60s? Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so. I just, I just wanted to bring it back inward. I didn't want anybody to think. Amy, you know, Amy asked me, what are you guys podcasting about tonight? And I was like, everything. <laughs> I like I like where you're going with this, Matthew, because you know that means that means in just a couple of weeks you know what we're gonna get to. Disco and quaaludes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. 
I'm going to do all the 70s on Quaaludes. Yeah. And I'm going to cut my hair like Barry Gibb. Shafi, do you have any Quaaludes? <laughs> do you have any ludes? Nobody, uh, nobody has any ludes except in South, in South Africa. And it's, it's really, really complicated and weird. But basically, uh, this kind of uh, government-subsidized government mafia is buying... I'm listening. Is buying the stuff to make quaaludes and bring it into South Africa. And it's all part of, it's all this like kind of laundering slash funding thing. Um, basically propping up some of the bad parts of the government down there by keeping the poor people addicted to loots. But they, the weird thing is they don't eat them, they smoke them. And it's the weirdest thing. And it makes you, uh, you know, my understanding is that taking a, a pill or two of, of quaaludes you know, in the seventies, you know, it made you, it made you disco dance a little harder and it kind of, you know, knocked down some, knocked down some, uh, some inclinations and made you a little more likely, you know, to make some, make some bad decisions, but you know, the fun kind of bad decisions. Poor choices. When, when you so yeah, there was a, it was a poor choice pill. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you ground up, when you ground quaaludes up and mix them with cheap, marijuana and smoke them it causes you to fall over flat on your face as if you suddenly went unconscious <laughs> and the people have like you know they identify the people who are quaalude addicts because their noses are broken and they've lost a bunch of teeth from falling flat on their face after doing a big quaalude hit. wouldn't so, you wouldn't you learn to just be in a chair don't buy gamestop and don't smoke quaaludes folks we're, we're learning some important lessons tonight, Matthew. We're getting the word out. Unfortunately, Jack Sparrow House doesn't exist. Mm. Man, don't, we are learning some hard lessons in the 60s. Don't, don't buy GameStop stock. It don't, mm. don't smoke quaaludes. Don't. Or if you do, sit down on a couch before you do it. I, I don't know why. I think that, yeah, but I think, yeah, falling down is kind of part of the Part of fun. I don't know. That's okay. Sure. This is all from one late night documentary I saw on the Vice Network. So who the who knows really? I mean, did you see it on the internet? I saw it. It was it was streaming on my smart TV. So kind of oh, yeah. in that Robin. somewhere between the internet and real life. Yeah. It's it's all illusion, Shafi Maya. Um, <laughs> I, I I wanted to go back to. Moby Dick, as we always do, and talk about the Lee Shore for just a minute. Uh, the question was, would you board and live on a big yacht where you could have anything or anyone, but you could, but you had to stay on the, the yacht and, until you die? You had to stay on the yacht until you die. And I said, I didn't hesitate. I said, no, hell no. I am not a sailor. I, I do not search 
for that sort of adventure. It is full of desire. And you're going to have to help people out here. This was a question from Jeff in the lot. Oh, episode 62. No, No, we are going to, no, this, no, this, we're going to publish this episode. This is from episode 63. We were just talking about this. Right, right. I said, we, no, we are going to, we're going to publish 63. Yeah. I mean, it got switched up too, because just when you put it in the RSS feed, it immediately ascribed episode 63 to anyway. Yeah. So episode 63, which took me like a week to recut, we talked about this. We, we not only talked about this cue from the J, which is a soul searching question about desire, we also talked about Moby Dick and the yeah, yeah. Shore. Yeah, and yeah. one thing that one thing that Jeff pointed out about the Lee Shore was that part of the the sailors' realization that that the Lee Shore was bad for them is that they start to focus on their breath. <laughs> and like as even as we were talking about that, I was thinking about like my yoga practice and like I like focusing on my breath. <laughs> I am not a sailor. I don't need the dangers of the high sea, of the high seas, my goal of the high sea. Remember that crappy drink for kids, high sea? I think it probably was dangerous. That was dangerous. Um, My goal is the lee shore, and I want to be comfortable just being peaceful. And if there's something wrong with that, Okay, maybe maybe it is the difference between a landlubber and a sailor. I'm a landlubber. I'm looking for the lee shore. That's my goal. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think I don't think that your goal has to be chaotic, life-threatening adventure, which yeah. I think a lot of people think that has to be your goal. Maybe I want to change the goal is where it's at. I want to take the boat out like 15 miles out to sea from the lee shore where I can't even see land. And then I want to jump off the boat. And, and that's what this podcast is really about. And swim around and then get back on the boat. I've done it before with the, uh, uh, old, my, my grandpa's old best friend, Larry Pert. He would take us out to go fish for, uh, fish for redfish off the, you know, uh, the, uh, the abandoned underground oil platforms and, uh, underwater oil platforms. And when you got out there, you get pretty seasick. You'd be like, you know, this is like five miles out in the Gulf off of Port Isabel. And you can get pretty seasick, but if you just jump in the water, it goes away immediately. It's really refreshing and really awesome. But, you know, you are jumping into water that's 1,200 feet deep and has humongous laying and shark and stuff, you know, occasionally swimming around in it. Uh, but it's really cool, really awesome, and I love it. Can so, I say that I've never actually done that? I'm, I like to criticize things I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> but you always, but you got to go back to the lee shore eventually. You can't stay out forever, you know. No sailor would tell you that. You know, even even the most dedicated circumnavigator of a sailor has to put into port every now and then. I suppose that this doing this podcast is not unlike life at the high in the high seas. You know, I feel. Oh, like I, <laughs> I think that 
this 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 cast is my leeward shore and the rest of it is the high seas oh i find this is my swashbuckling part (laughs) and and the time between is the lee shore where (laughs) i where i'm sharpening my saber (laughs) for the next battle um we're we're good partners that way right that yeah that that i was just thinking that's really amazing Quick forward promo. I want to talk about a uh, kids sitcom. I want to do an avocado review of a kids sitcom called Live and Maddie. Have you ever seen Live and Maddie? No, I'm excited about your description. Well, I've I, I've actually there's four seasons and I've I've watched them. Well, my kids have watched them through twice now, and I've seen a number of episodes in that. I've probably seen up to 70% of this sitcom. And I want to talk about that next time. So I know that all the Liv and Maddie fans in the crowd are going to want to tune into that. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm sure nobody's heard of this. Some of us, some of us will be made new Liv and Maddie fans. We have that to look forward to. Good stuff. I would want to share with my friends. Well, did you have I would like to say thank you to Lindsay Anderberg who uh, we had a fantastic time with on Saturday night. Uh, it was really fun. After we got off, you know, after we, we, we wrapped up, uh, you know, I, I was lying in bed and just thought of just a million more hilarious bar stories that we had back in the aughts in New York City. And, you know, maybe we gotta, maybe we gotta get her back on again to just uh, re- remember some more some more fun, crazy stuff. I think. Uh, and I don't know if you noticed, but uh, we had we went to a million Alex Battle shows in in that decade. And I don't know if you noticed, but at the beginning of that Alex song about Hanks that we went out with, you can hear a, a girl's voice yell. But actually, two different girls. You hear yell. The words play some fucking country, <laughs> and that was a <laughs> that was later abbreviated to PSFC, and that was our that was kind of our thing to yell before Alex got on stage, or even when he got on stage in excitement, or if maybe another band was on stage but we wanted Alex Battles to be on stage, we might yell that too. Uh, <laughs> and that started it started when he used to do this. Manhattan uh, throwdown uh, in the East Village. And it was right after we met, and he was like, Schaefer, you know, this, this show really needs some like heckling in it. I think you'd be the perfect person to do the job. And he was right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think, I don't think he realized the Pandora's box that he had opened. And that night ended, you know, after a bottle of bourbon with my voice entirely gone. And him saying, that, I appreciate that. I really do. It was exactly what I asked for. Let's never do it again. <laughs> but uh, that's, so that's where PSFC was born. And that was the only, that remained after, you know, even the, into, the, into the non-heckling days. And, uh, and, and what, what fun it was. Epic it was so stuff. Yeah. So thank you, Lindsay, and you're welcome back anytime. 
Thanks, Lindsay. And thanks, uh, Ms. Ellen Ferguson, for making Lindsay. And thanks to each and every one of you for downloading this podcast. Speaking of core choices, course choice of all is clicking that link, <laughs> finding yourself in the middle of one magical nation, not knowing <laughs> what to do, lost, Unab- and, lost and wayward in search of your, your lee shore. Unable to stop listening. Damned, as they say, if you do, but particularly damned if you don't. Is that our new sign off? <laughs> our new sign up is don't buy GameStop stock and don't smoke Quaaludes. True. Sit down before you smoke Quaaludes. Uh, I wanted to go out tonight. Have we played? Have we played yesterday's fights by Blue Eighty Eights? Uh, well, we have, but we can play it again. Yeah, I was. I was listening to that song day and then singing it to myself all day long. So it's, it's echoing around in the old, in the old brain hole. So mm-hmm. let's do that. And in the meantime, the poor, the choices. Looking for shelter with all their might And you and I were laughing about yesterday's fight You hold my hand and you sip your beer The music's soft and we sit so near You and I were laughing about yesterday's So mad. 
right now.